podcasts from the Cochrane Library, the latest evidence for healthcare decision-making. Hello, I'm Mike Clark, podcast editor for the Cochrane Library. Most Cochrane reviews take their evidence from randomised trials of the effects of healthcare interventions, and these trials need to be efficient and reliable. A challenge for many trials is ensuring that people who agree to join the study are followed up so that their outcomes are measured. An updated Cochrane methodology review from March 2021 looks at research into ways to improve this retention. I spoke with lead author Katie Gillies from the University of Aberdeen in Scotland about the review for this podcast. Hello Katie, thanks very much both for doing this important update and for taking part in the podcast. Let's begin with a few words about the need to do the review. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, it's really good to be here. So our starting point was that there's very little evidence about what might encourage people to stay in a trial till the end. And we wanted to bring together as much of the relevant research on this issue on trial retention. So this might include strategies directed at the trial participants, such as providing a gift voucher for attending a clinic, but also strategies directed at staff involved in trial retention. So that might be different ways of collecting data. In terms of the scale of the problem, Well, all trials need to recruit and retain patients. So retention is a massive concern for almost every single trial. Right now, there are tens of thousands of open trials worldwide. All of these trials need many millions of patients to participate and to complete the trial if the trial is to produce meaningful, reliable results. So identifying effective strategies to keep people in these and future trials is really, really important. Great. So with that in mind, did you find what you wanted to find? So yes and no. So we found over 70 studies that had evaluated some type of strategy to encourage participants to complete a trial. So on the one hand, that's great because it means there's quite a bit of activity in this area of research. But on the other hand, many of the strategies are so different that we couldn't combine them in summary analyses. So it'd be like comparing apples with pears. And that means that we can't conclude much about the results from existing studies. But what we can say with certainty is where future efforts should focus, given that there is some encouraging evidence. Thanks. So looking at the evidence you did find, what stood out in this update? Okay, so one thing was that the earlier version of this review had concluded that monetary incentives were effective at improving the response to postal questionnaires. But using GRADE to assess the evidence in our update has highlighted that we can't be certain about this due to some issues with the quality of these included studies. And this example also serves another purpose because it helps illustrate that there have been a lot of focus on study to improve response to questionnaires and much less on other important areas for retention. So, for example, out of the 70 studies we included, there are only two that target attendance at clinic visits and there are only another two that target trial staff rather than participants. So this also needs to be addressed. Another area that proved quite frustrating to deal with was that many of the included studies evaluated multiple interventions within the same evaluation. And this makes it difficult to try and untangle which intervention is having any effect on outcomes. That suggests that there are many areas for improvements. So what would be your key messages for research teams who are studying retention? Yeah, indeed. So so firstly, They really need to work collaboratively to conduct high quality studies. But what we really need is multiple replications across multiple trials at the same time. And for these evaluations to then be reported clearly. So in terms of where the effort should be focused, we've come up with four key areas. First of all, 
testing monetary incentives to show if, for example, sending a £5 gift voucher with a postal questionnaire will improve response. The second area is about return postage. So several return postage strategies have been tested for postal questionnaires, and it's really important that you ensure that participants are not out of pocket. The next one is pens. So several studies have evaluated including a pen with a postal questionnaire to improve the response. And again, this looks promising, but it needs further studies. And especially for this intervention, we want people to test it in younger populations and with men. And finally, electronic reminders. So we found that emails or text messages reminding people that the questionnaire is on its way may improve postal questionnaire return. But we need high quality replications to be sure about this. And then more generally, we'd like to see trialists make more use of their patient partners in choosing the strategies to test and use. So when planning future research, it's also worth remembering that many of the strategies are low or minimal cost, and they're actually really easy to implement when they're being evaluated. So here in the UK, our main trial funder, the National Institute for Health Research, actually encourages researchers to embed a methodology evaluation into the trials that they're funding. And testing a retention strategy would be a great way to do this. Thanks very much, Katie. That all sounds great with important opportunities out there to improve the evidence base. So do you have any final words of advice and how can the listener get hold of the full review? Thanks, Mike. So I'd like to say to all researchers who are listening, there is no excuse not to evaluate a strategy in your next trial. It's actually probably more cost effective than doing what you would do normally and not evaluating it. And to find the full review, people should go online to thecochranelibrary.com and search for retention in trials.